Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. And we're on and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Artiaga. Sam Clancy is not here. He's in transit. I think he's in Chicago somewhere uh, on his way back to the UK after his tour. He's still trying to warm. He's still trying to warm up his appendages. Uh, we do know he did not die. Okay, so that's good or bad, just, depend, just depending as, on your, your point of view. You know what I mean? Just as just as bleeding heart died, he's he's <laughs> dead inside now. Yeah. So so who knows? You know. Most of you, I, I would like to think the vast majority of you are like, okay, you're glad to hear that. But there's like this small, you know, pocket of people that are like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he made small it. pocket of people, <laughs> so, small pocket of people hoping to hear that, uh, and, that and any given one of us have left the program. <laughs> like yes. people right now is like, <laughs> Yeah, and a few people. Although, <laughs> although I think that I think that although I think that the, the you know the demographics of those people that you know are not too fond of Simon goes exponentially higher, like in certain areas of Hawaii, American Samoa. <laughs> <laughs> at the moment, at the moment, <laughs> uh, uh, Southwest ranches here in Broward County, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know, that's just the way. That's just the way it goes. Uh, a, a golf, a golf moment, course, it's a golf course moment, near you, you know? in South Dade. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's those are, he's not popular like in people, any of those places. Like people, like you know, um, I'm trying to think of like a, a good example, but but like you know, um, people, Josh Rosen, people probably liked me until until they really didn't like me. They hated me from day one because as soon as they made the trade, I put out a I eviscerated the trade on five reasons sports.com and I even got death threats over it. Like yeah, it was yeah. it was awesome. Like that was a like that was a visceral reaction to Josh fucking Rosen of all people. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. But uh, this show is brought to you by Factor Meals. We have a dedicated page over at Factor Meals. We appreciate it if you use it. We've heard that some of you are using it. And it's at factormeals.com forward slash three yards per carry five zero. That's the number three yards per carry five zero. You use the same promo code three yards per carry five zero and you get 50% off your first order. As always, prize picks. We've also heard very good things from, from those guys. Prizepicks.com forward slash three yards. Use the promo code three yards. That's the number three yards you deposit $100 you get $100 and today we're starting with a new sponsor Chris uh oh are we yes yes dietsmoke.com okay I have one package uh here that I'm saving uh I was gonna save it for like if had they won against the Chiefs but I uh I would have I would have 
I would have gone the other way. Um, yes. And I'm not, I'm not saying I did or I did not go another way. Uh, I will say that, um, that if, if, for example, if the Miami Dolphins had just lost their, the playoffs uh, in the playoffs in, in a really, really embarrassing fashion, um, then the, uh, the fruit and fireworks uh, package uh, might, might help you, get completely obliterated and forget that you're a human being on this planet earth, uh, let alone a football fan of a team that, um, that has had your, um, your, 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 uh, genitalia in a vice for decades. So, uh, you know, that I'm just, I'm just saying, speaking on the hypothetical mm-hmm. on the hypothetical, you, you, you may have used that to temporarily forget that, um, the Miami dolphins were even a thing. Yeah. And that but, website is dietsmoke.com, and you can use the promo code Waddle, as in Jalen Waddle, pretty good player. One pretty catch. good player. One pretty good player. On pretty Saturday good discount. Night. Pretty good discount as well. Fifty percent off of uh, any single item, and there are some higher value items uh, on 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 the menu there. Uh, so definitely a, a pretty good discount. And, um, and yeah, I think that, uh, that overall the, uh, the offerings from diet smoke will, uh, definitely help you get through a, um, an off season of, uh, potential pain. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and as diet smoke told me, yeah, we're going to be with you throughout the playoff run, uh, grand opening, grand closing, but they're going to still be with us for the rest of this month and through the, through the Super Bowl. So that's a good thing. All right. Let's get to. Let's. Get, I don't think that we're gonna go on and on here. I don't think we're gonna break down frame by frame of this game. Okay. Oh God, please All don't. Right. All right. And I think. And I think that there will be so much time and so much content to give, and to get paid for. Yeah. That we're not gonna get into certain parts of the roster. You know, mm. possible retirements, possible. You know. You know, old uh, defensive coordinators storming off. None of that stuff. There's going to be so much time for all of that stuff. You know, does our quarterback suck? Does he not suck? Is he good? Is he great? Is he terrible? All of that stuff. We're going to have so much time, but we're just going to talk about essentially this game and what brought us to this and um, how close or how far things may seem or are, depending on your point of view. This game was lost essentially when they could not take what was handed to them, which was your biggest rival at home on a Sunday night. And they were not at their best. You should have been at your best. And you essentially should have beaten them. And (laughs) that would have avoided going to sub-zero temperatures. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess... We could start right there. Is that as simple as that? Or was there any other fix? Because as I watched this game, I was absolutely floored. And I'm talking about floored as in I stared at the screen and thought to myself, what the hell are they doing? When the Chiefs get the opening kickoff and go pass, pass, pass completion. First down. Yep, yep. Well, I mean, I remember th- that. Recall, recall even those first two passes were were dicey i mean these are short passes and patrick mahomes missed by like 
a mile <laughs> on these and I was, two short passes to start. And I remember game. what you said in the preview show. He who does the stupid thing will will win the stupid prize. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But basically. you know what I came away with? Those conditions were absolutely horrendous and impossible. But Mahomes made it work enough. Just well, enough. and this is this is why this is why at the end of the day, um, you know, we have a lot of people are going to argue about a lot of quarterbacks in this league, right? Mm. A lot of people are going to argue about a lot of quarterbacks. We're going to argue about Josh Allen because he's always throwing interceptions and giving us reason to argue about Josh Allen, right? Mm. Um, we're going to argue about Lamar Jackson because you know various reasons. A lot, a lot of people still are convinced that he's not a great passer um they say things like you know just make them play real quarterback or make them stay in the pocket or you know and at the end of the day hey listen lamar jackson has one playoff win to his name he's uh you know how many years into his career um and you know and, and those playoffs in general have not been good showings offensively for the uh for the baltimore ravens so he's got a monkey on his back that he's trying to uh to get off his back this this postseason and good old Dak uh, Prescott and and then good old Dak, good old Dak, you know, um, you can have an MVP caliber type type of year, uh, regular season, but you know, they get into the playoffs today or they get on the playoffs and, and it just, uh, it didn't work out for them. Of course, Jordan love, uh, you know, just went ham on them. Um, but, I think that uh, we're going to argue about a lot of quarterbacks in this league. One quarterback that nobody ever seems to ever argue about is Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Because we are year after year, game after game, staring at greatness, true greatness in this game. Uh, And it's, you know, it's basically his world at the quarterback position and everybody else is just living in it. You know, yeah. and, and he that's... started that game. He started. You could almost see him going through the process in his brain, saying, "Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna suck today, but my mm-hmm. suck is gonna be better than their suck." Well, you know, and, and that's the thing. In, in these conditions, you're not going to execute at the same mm-hmm. the same way. Um, and and so that's that's the that that was the point. That was why I suggested that the team that tries to do too much is is going to be the team that loses. Um, because you know, they, you know, you're, you're not going to be, a, there's too many fail points uh, in the passing game. And we saw a lot of those fail points play out even in, I mean, look at what they kept doing in the red zone when Duke Riley wasn't being, you know, an, an idiot and keeping himself in the game, even though he couldn't move. Um, you know, they, they managed to score the touchdown on that red zone trip because of that specifically because of that Duke Riley thing but then they had a bunch of other trips in the red zone that just kept you know flopping for one reason or another and and it's and it's always just you know hey this guy can't catch the ball cleanly or hey this you know this pass went just a little bit off or hey you know there's there wasn't a clean snap here or stuff like that there's a lot of that there's a lot and of did that you notice did you also notice that field goal range was limited at 40 yards flat period yeah, and not a yeah, yard further much. than that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, so I, I think that with Pat Mahomes, we're staring at greatness uh, in a player that there is only there, who is a one of one player. 
And that's that's the truth. He's a, he is a one-of-one one player in the NFL right now. Um, and and so, you know, that makes the rest of us feel bad because we don't have that one-of-one one player. <laughs> um, yeah. But, I mean, that's those facts. Um, but, yeah, so so he, they, they really – they leaned on him, and he did things – you know, honestly, I'm not. Some of the some of the things uh, probably shouldn't have been possible. <laughs> no, no. And that in in those conditions, negative thirty degree conditions like that. Um, yeah. I mean, we're talking about things that Brett Favre couldn't do, things that Aaron Rodgers couldn't do. You know, things that in you know in their primes, even you know things that. Um, yeah, I mean, just 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 go go down the list of guys that have played in that sort of in, in those sort of conditions uh, and. He was great and give him, give him his props. This is, that was the house that he's won nine playoffs in playoff games. And now he's going on the road for the first time in his career. Yeah. For the first time in his career, he's (laughs) nine and two in the playoffs. Well, now he's 10 and two. Uh, And, and he played every single one of them in, uh, in, in that, that house. And the people who were saying that Miami should lose to the Buffalo in week 18, you know, just to avoid having to play Buffalo again a third time, a second week in a row, we're just absolutely insane. Yes. <laughs> you don't want to go. I mean, we could kind of screw ourselves up and convince ourselves, you know, hey, maybe the weather is like giving us a nice chance at an equalizer. And then, bam, we can't convert a third down to save our lives, you know? And it's yeah. like, and it's like, hey, there's a reason you don't want to go into Kansas City in sub zero temperatures trying to be the road team winning against Pat Mahomes in his stadium where he's nine won nine playoff games. I mean, that's, it's, it's absurd. You know, there's a, there's a big part of you that just is calling bullshit on the idea of, of the, the weather kind of helping Miami out, which it, it could have, but it just didn't work out that way. But um, yeah, so you don't want to go there. You don't want to go there, man. Do not. Do not no. go in there. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is so good. Patrick Mahomes is so good that he mesmerizes the officials into granting them timeouts that they don't have. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> I, I did not understand that. I, I'm not I'm not one of these people that, you know, because at that time we were down 19-7. So I'm not one of these people that, you know, that's going to be over officious and say, oh, I, I require satisfaction on this. Mm-hmm. But let's be real about this. First of all, he gets hit helmet to helmet by Deshaun Elliott. It cracks his helmet. Cracks if that is not if that is not a, a reason for the spotter. Remember those people? Yeah. Do you remember those people, Chris? Mm-hmm. If that's not a reason for the spotter to say, you know what? The guy's helmet cracked. Have him get, him get out checked out the in game. the in the blue medical tent. Yeah. Okay. They didn't they're not gonna do that. They didn't do that. Okay, that's fine. But then the officials call a timeout so he could go get a new helmet and make sure that he could hear over the headset. Like, are we serious? And they don't get charged a timeout? Like, what the hell is that about? They don't get charged a timeout for that. And they, I mean, they should have. We we know that they should have. It's it's Well, he should have missed at least one play to see if, you know, if his brain wasn't scrambled. Well, right. (laughs) You know, but they didn't do that. Hey, this is, this is, this is the superstar of the league. Yes. Um. And at quarterback, and uh, and this is his house, <laughs> you know. Um. So what what are you gonna do? And this is why you don't want to want you don't want to be playing there in the postseason. So, 
the Miami Dolphins, I think you're absolutely right. They um, they screwed up big time with that Buffalo loss in Week 18. Um, things would have gone better prior to that. They screwed up with the uh, the the Tennessee. You know, the last four minutes, the four minutes of mm-hmm. hey, let's take a breather, and then what? What what just happened? Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, absolutely. And um, and so, you know, I think that that's. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, you're going to come away with a lot of that. And, um, and this is also one of the reasons that I kept trying to tell people, you know, um, during the season, because everybody just has this running tally, you know, and, and they get to decide arbitrarily, subjectively, who are the good teams and who are not the good teams, because at any mm-hmm. given time, you know, so, such and such team might be a 500 team. Oh, now it's an over 500 team. Now it's an under 500 team. I guess, were they good? Are they not good? You know, yes. this stuff, there's a bunch of that. There's a bunch of that crap. Um, and I was trying to say, you know, hey, listen, you know, you know what the you know what the team that uh, is is 500 or better against, you know, quote unquote, good teams, you know, you know what benefit they get in the playoffs? None. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, the, like no, they just get the media, you know, to kiss their ass a little bit. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's you're not they're, you're, they're not getting you're not getting spotted a touchdown. Uh, in your next game um you know what i mean like and, and the team it's it's your record what's you are what your record states you get a bye week and because your record says you get a bye week or you get a you know you get a uh, home field because your record says that you get a home field um so you know if miami had taken care of business the way that we believe that they could have then they'd have been playing home now would it have still gone tits up because the Dolphins were clearly ended the season in a funk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I, yeah, but I, we would have had a little hardware to, you know, to well, pull ourselves. You know, just, <laughs> it would have been it, it would have been a better it would have been a better chance. But um, yes. but yeah, I think that I think the Dolphins clearly ended the season on a funk. There's no denying that, and that includes the quarterback uh, who was. You know, I mean, he was playing at levels, and and during those last six quarters, I probably wouldn't even drafted him at, um, if he were a draft prospect, um, but you know, the, the still, you set the table the way you set it up, just like yeah. uh, last year where they set the table to have to play up in Buffalo, um, and give a much more know, spirited to try, effort, to, try yeah. to try. They gave a much more spirited effort, the defense in particular. Yeah. Defense was healthier, um, but yeah. So it's 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 just a it's it's a season it's squandered. It is what it is. The, you know, yeah, and it was so actually it, it's it's the very rare eleven win season that was a complete disappointment. Yeah, right, and and that's that's kind of where you have to. People wondered, like I had pe- we had people on the Discord. I saw somebody on the Discord was like, "Hey, I'm really disappointed that we're not seeing more." you know, of CK and Alvin and Simon, you know, talking about th- things um, or analyzing, you know, and, and doing the autopsy and the what's next and all that stuff. And uh, I said the same thing to one of my sources who's, who's really tied into the, um, to the, the, the upper floors of the, uh, of the building, so to speak. I was like, listen, you're not going to get anything out of me today, today, yesterday. I mean, the Sunday. Like, you're not going to get anything out of me today. You know why? Because I'm not going to analyze from a place of disappointment. Mm-hmm. I, I am actually a trained analyst, and and I know I know better. 
like I am a trained professional analyst. I know better than to analyze from a space of disappointment. And so, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to get jack shit from me that way. Um, and, and you got to give it some time. You got to let it, you got to let it lay down and get time gives you better perspective. The Dolphins did win 11, 11 wins or games this year. They, uh, they went to the playoffs and it wasn't good enough. All of those things are true. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, when I said we were going to be brief today, I, I wasn't lying. We're going to go to break now. And when we come back, we're going to point fingers. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yes, we are. But first, <sighs> these words. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified, and insured? If the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, Jorge, and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that business homeowners and business owners require. Water Cleanup of Florida is now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets, so premier kitchen, bath, and laundry cabinetry, countertops, and other accessories are available for your viewing at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or, do you prefer to shop from your home or office? Then Water Cleanup will send you one of our design specialists to you with samples and products that fit your style and budget. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone if you have any questions at 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. Or visit the website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than 80 five-star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water Cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. All right, and we're back. Time to point fingers. Do you remember that scene in uh, The Hangover when he gets the phone and he goes, hey, I think we fucked up. You remember? Yeah, we fucked up. (laughs) You know, as I was watching that game, okay, and I was watching it with a Cowboy fan and another Dolphin fan, Little did that cowboy fan knew know what was going to happen the following day, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, I think their failure was bigger than ours because they got the miracle ride to that two seed with a complete and total collapse by the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. the two, and then they blow it to to the second coming of Aaron Rodgers. But you know what? As I was watching that game, and I'm watching Rashi Rice just absolutely cook us from pillar to post. 20 to 20 because that's that's essentially the game like those field goal tries must have felt like if you I'm pretty certain they didn't show it but I'm pretty certain that 
there was offensive coaches on the the Chiefs sideline that were lining up for every field goal try and fist pumping, saying, "One step closer to winning." You know, <laughs> we get we keep getting these three points. Those three points pile up, and they're gonna feel like like it's a billion points to the yeah. to the Dolphins. You know what I mean? You need well, to stay in contact in that type of weather. The more I watch that game, and I'm watching Rashi Rice absolutely just cook us twenty to twenty for another field goal try and another well, field goal felt, try. Well, it felt like the slowest execution ever. Like the <laughs> yes. guillotine, the guillotine was in slow motion. <laughs> yes. So as I'm watching that, I'm looking at him like, man, one of the guys that we sold ourselves on was uh, an answer or part of the future or quote unquote, one of the good guys. This guy has been bad this year and his counting stats are bad and the tape is bad. And then he was absolutely picked on and exposed in this game. Kader Kohu could not have been any worse in this game. Yeah, it's a tough one. And and we're going to have to ask serious questions about him because you have competing you have competing theories about what's happening. Competing competing theories that about um, about what he's going to be going forward or perspectives on what he's going to be going forward. Uh, you know. If the coaches sat my first there, instinct, not I hate I'm sorry to interrupt you. My first instinct with the secondary is to react to this last month and go absolutely nuclear on the entire unit. I know the guys yeah. that are that I know are really, really good. I want to overhaul the rest. You yeah. know? And I kind of want to use Xavier Howard's money to do it. <laughs> you know? Well, Xavier Howard is not going to be at Miami Dolphin next year unless they work out some kind of miraculous pay cut. That um, that frankly, I don't think exi- Howard will do. No, um, he's not going to be a Miami Dolphin next year, uh, and that's I'd stake money on that. Take that however you want it. Um, but Cater is the guy that we got to ask questions about because you know, hey, listen, if a coach comes, if one of the coaches comes to me, you know, Vic Fangio or you know, secondary coach, and says, listen. Cater came from Texas A&M Commerce. Okay, he's you know he he didn't have some of the advantages that the that bigger programs would have given him, uh, and he's also in his second pro system in as many years, and this is not a similar system to the last one either. The, this to me, they're about as opposite as you get um, between what we had going under Brian Flores and Josh Boyer, and now what we have under Vic Fangio. So. So if you're if you're going to come to me and say you know that and then put on top of it we kind of messed around with him a little bit put him put him on the outside even though he'd not done that yet a couple of games and you know kind of didn't didn't let him get comfortable and then there's a lot of it, there's a lot of injuries and communication problems that started popping up and you know not all those plays that look like were on him were actually on him tell me all that I'm going to believe it because it all makes sense. It all makes a great amount of sense, but you know what? You're going to have to tell me it because <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to assume it anymore because it's just as likely that the competing explanation is we have yet another instance where a guy was one thing in one system and then you take him out of that system and put him in a completely different system and he looks like a completely different player. And that Absolutely. happens. That happens yeah. in the NFL all the time, Right. So if you're going to have me believe that that's not what's happening here, that it is actually just a development thing and that we might have set back his learning curve a little bit by changing systems and 
you know, and flipping him around between outside and, and slot and so on and so forth and with the injuries and so on and so forth. Yeah, I could believe that. I could buy that. But you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tell me that based on your inside knowledge as coaches and having had contact with them throughout the season, that that's what you actually think is happening. Yeah. And you know, at the end of this show, we're gonna talk about, you know, the not necessarily the good guys, but you know, the guys who acquitted themselves well here down the stretch. And on defense, there were many, many more than there were on offense. On offense in this game, they couldn't operate. And it was obvious to me that the quarterback just couldn't throw in this weather. He just, he could not throw it from here to there with any type of accuracy or power. And when he could muster it, it either sailed on him or he was inaccurate or I don't know that they were just were not on the same page. The Chiefs did absolutely nothing special, nothing different. They no, just it, it, they took it, it, it didn't it didn't and it's not like Patrick Mahomes looked like Patrick Mahomes either. No, no, he looked, he looked, he looked like he looked like a mediocre quarterback. Yeah, but the fact yeah. that he was able to look like a mediocre quarterback in those conditions was quite a testament to his name. Yeah, but on offense, was there was there anything that they could have done? Because the more I look at this, man, th- that game had a point. You scored, and it's 10-7. They answer, and it's 13-7. There is a period in that game where it's 13-7 for a while, uh-huh. where, the, where the game was begging for that moment. Mm-hmm. And I dare I say that I think that the game was lost on that third and two, fourth and two. Because I remember what I said. When I saw that it was third and two, I said, I'm running it twice. Yep. And, meaning... You know, I'm running it on third down with the idea. Look, I'm going for it on fourth down. So yeah, if I and, get one yard, was, I'm running it, was it again. Favorable field position for that. Yeah, and that's what I my that was my idea. They ended up going pass, pass, and yep. you could see the slide for the rest of the game right there. And you know, I'm I hate to be one of these people that just says we lost the game. You know, like whispered under my right. breath. Right. But that 13 set those moments. It was about a six minute period where the score was 13 seven. That yep. was our chance to make it a game or even flat out win it. And yeah. they lost it right there. And that Especially has to be a play calling. This is such this is such particularly on offense, a what I what I call what I what I deem a path dependent type of offense. Mm-hmm. Uh which means that they're not they have not been all year the sort of offense that runs, you know well in a vacuum as if the scoreboard doesn't exist so yeah you are talking about a moment of the game where where things went a certain direction and because they went in a certain direction they just kept going in a, in, in a certain direction mm-hmm. and you know the quarterback you know, we we could explain it a bunch of different ways because, you know, he just couldn't throw in that type of weather. But as far as the run game, what they what they planned for the run game, you know, it, it didn't seem like if it was, you know, it, it was it was not I wouldn't say well thought out. It just seemed like it was pretty much just rolling out the same crap that they've been rolling out the last month. Yep. And hoping that you get better results than you got the last month, although you had a couple of a, a decent halves in the last month. And even when they got that success, they ran crack. Do you know that they ran? I, I looked that over again. They ran crack toss three times. 
You know that they gained six, eight, and five yards on those three times that they ran crack toss? Yeah. Okay, why not running a fourth time? Run crack well, toss. Well, and that's time. the thing. They 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 kind of have an identity and they uh they feel like they are who they are, and they're not they haven't been good. They've been good at throwing in tendency breaker plays every now and then. But only every now and then. They don't have tendency breaker games. No. You know, they don't have they don't have a game where, hey, we just ran we we literally just ran power eighteen times. You know? <laughs> um because because that was what it what it called for. Yeah, and the only that, time that this team got out of character and you know it was it was, you know, and it led to a really, really good result was the second game of the season in New England and the the Black Friday game in New York, where in the second half they started calling a lot of gap runs. Yeah. And they were getting a lot of success from it. But that's pretty much it all season. Yeah, I think I think when you look at it, and this is the point I was trying to make earlier on 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 Twitter and elsewhere, Discord, our OnlyFans, um, is, you know, and I noticed, like, uh, somebody, I had a coach actually uh, DM me something, um, and he pointed out this, you know, Bobby Peters is a really smart um, football guy. He writes books on, on you know, football offenses and, and schemes and stuff like that. Um, and he's talking about Miami, and, and they're sort of, they're really fun uh, he calls them rabbit hole ideas um, of what they've come up with that is super innovative. And, you know, a lot of people are copying it and stuff like that. But he, he was pointing out that you get really sometimes you get really trapped in those rabbit holes like like that's and, and that's what I think Miami did. I think Miami this season, they're looking at a roster that's like and I went down. I was like, listen, you have running backs who are outside speedster guys, not inside power guys, right? You have a quarterback who um, he's not going to play hero ball anymore. Like even to the extent that he used to, we've, we've gotten him out of that because we're too worried about the concussions and health and stuff like that. So, so you're asking him to scramble around and make a big play for you. He's not going to do it. Um, and, and then you have, and then of course he gets in those situations. He is arm limited, you know, in those situations, he's certainly foot speed limited. Um, and all of this is just, you know, the, the limitations, that's the kind of player he is. You have tight ends who are blockers and can't do much in the passing game. You have wide receivers who are short and speedy. And so they can do things that short and speedy guys do. But God, you know, heaven forbid you try and throw them a fade or something like that. They're, you know, just just rip it out of the playbook. Um, and or back shoulder. I don't even think back shoulder even lives in the playbook. Um, you know, and then and then you've got an offensive line who cannot be counted on to pass protect for longer than two seconds, and and really, you know, can't run, can't can't manufacture or help you manufacture a downhill inside ground game they're only good at what they're good at so you have all these really um kind of lopsided non-versatile elements of the offense and the coaches had to put together a versatile offense out of all these not versatile elements and give them the credit they deserve they did 
you know, they really put together a marvelous piece of engineering um, that that because of its lack of versatility, the lack of inherent versatility in all the pieces w- was was not very robust against disruptions, against any kind of disruptions, be it an injury disruption, be it a road disruption with crowd noise, be it, um, you know, surface issues or sub-zero temperatures or, uh, you know, just just all these things, equipment things. Um, there's there's all these uh, there's all these things that would just, you know, the, the the metaphor I used was like a speed skater who can't be beaten when the ice is, you know, perfectly clean. But the smallest imperfection of the ice sends 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 them face planting, you know, and that's that's the kind of offense that you get because it was. Yeah, the, 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 the racehorse, the racehorse that on off turf doesn't get into his stride and essentially decides I'm not running today. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Right. And and an animal, the great thing about an animal is that they're so honest. Yeah. They're they're so honest. They they will tell you, you know what? I'm not running today. Yeah, exactly. And And, and they're just get into their stride. They don't even try. And you're like, ah, he gave me nothing today. Yeah. He doesn't want to run on that, that type of surface. And the, the so the so the offense was was really over overly engineered, you know, overly engineered. It, it was predicated on uh, on too much precision, too much mechanical, too much choreography, um, and it worked. It gave them the number one offense in the league, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't an offense that could survive in the late stages of the league. When you're facing like, cause here's what you're going to be facing a lot in the later stages of the league. You're going to be facing, um, first off the, the late, the latter months of the league is when you face your division opponents for the second time. Right. A lot of mm-hmm. times. Well, they've already seen you once. They know you really well. They develop a, they develop a game plan for what you, for what you do for, for your, your very unique path to how you create offense because of what you're working with and in, in, in terms of the pieces, you know, they've, they've seen it already. And so of course, and both, both these, these games against the bills and against the chiefs were against teams that we saw already that had played against us. So they were able to game plan it and disrupt. And, um, and I think that that's, that's the sort of when you have to over engineer the offense like that, I think that that's the sort of thing that you're going to run into. And um, and so they were not they were not able to um, to show versatility in the face of disruption. They were not able to, in Mike McDaniel's own words, use adversity as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, adversity causes that sometimes you negate your own, you know, sometimes when you call stuff out like that and it's your mantra, you're really yeah. just identifying what your real weakness is. And their weakness was adversity. Absolutely. Anytime that there was a sudden change, like in personnel or due to an injury or whatever, yep. it was all, all hell broke loose. Every and there was a time. lot of them. There were a lot of those. Yes. That happened all the time, all year. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to do a different uh, exercise here because we've been doing it, you know, for the last few weeks. We've been talking about, you know, uh, our hate balls. <laughs> oh, God. There's just so many that we're going to go the the 180 degrees the opposite and for you know i didn't have time to you know image this or to start thinking about names so i'm just gonna say our good guy awards and 
these are the guys that you watched in these last two games and you said, this is the core. I want these guys and I want them around for as long as possible. Yeah. And I'll give you mine. Okay. Okay. On offense, I don't have anybody. Okay. I'm willing to <laughs> I, I'm willing to listen to everything. Okay. On offense. Yeah. I'm open to damn near anything on offense. But on defense, man, our two defensive tackles, Jalen Ramsey, yep. David Long. Those are my guys. And you know what? Throw in Deshaun Elliott. Notice, notice I didn't mention the other the other safety. Who's gone ditzy for all of for some reason. Uh, I don't know what the hell's wrong with him. Well, I I know what's wrong with him. He's he's got two bad knees, and you can and he get can away. handle it. Like, you can get you... away with, but but Alf, if you think about it, you can get away with one bad knee. You can't get away with two bad knees, and because you know at least with one bad knee, and this is why there's increased injury risk in other areas when you when you're dealing with an injury. You lean on other body parts a little bit more, you know, to make up for the fact. Uh, for the fact that you've got this, you, you've got this injury that you're protecting, right? And if you've got two bad knees, what are you leaning on? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And and so you know, I think that that was just a really unfortunate. I'm not willing to give up on you know on him or even I you know I I don't even have a changed opinion of him because of what happened. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't have a changed opinion on him. I'm not, I was never, I never thought he was an all pro, you know, quite yet anyway. So I'm not even going to change my opinion, like even so much as like inserting uncertainty into the equation about Javon Holland. And it's specifically because of the circumstance. Like if it, the circumstances were different, then it would be a different answer. But like two bad knees, I'm just like, yeah, that's just too much. I'm sorry. That, that's too much. He's, he's not even going to be able to overcompensate one of them. And and that's that's I think was a big part of the problem. But that's it. Yeah. So so yeah, that's where I'm going to I'm I'm going to end up with cuz I'm taking these last 3 games. That's how I'm forming forming my opinion for the team next year. These 3 games, Baltimore, Buffalo, Kansas City. Uh the guys that that I looked at and said I could count on those guys. Those guys are the core. David Long, Deshaun Elliott, and to a much bigger extent, the two defensive tackles, and of course, Jalen Ramsey. That's my core. And I understand I left out two pretty big edge rushers, but we shouldn't have them for maybe the first month of next season. Maybe we're if we're lucky, maybe Phillips is there. But, you know, th- those guys, you know, that's down the road, and I think they're going to have to replenish that with some some younger blood as well behind them. Uh, but yo, those are my guys uh, down the stretch. Those three guys were the guys that I looked at and I say, I could count on those guys because even even Devon Achan, man, that guy needs an entire offseason in the weight room. And who knows? Maybe he can't play at one hundred and ninety five pounds, you know? Yeah, maybe. you know, so so maybe you you get him in the weight room and he's like, you know what? I can't play at one hundred and ninety five pounds. Then they, then he's a gimmick player, a great one, a great gimmick player. But you know, not a guy you could count on for 300 touches in a football season. Who are your good guys since we're doing the? Because if we, let's face it, if we did this hate ball thing, we just sit mm-hmm. here and start mentioning like 45, 50 guys. Like, who the hell wants to do that? So, who yeah, are your right. good guys? We're just taking these last three losses in a row. Who are your good guys? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go especially with you know I know it's it's true of both defensive tackles Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer, but Zach Sealer in particular, the man got paid. 
right before the season started, right? And he did not let up to any degree whatsoever after he been, after he got paid. We have seen that a lot, okay? And so you're talking about, like, Christian Wilkins. Like, he never let up, but you know what? He bet on himself, and he's trying to get paid. Yeah. That, you know, that it, is the, it is the quintessential free agent year. Right, I tend to trust him. Uh, I I hope he doesn't betray me. But no, I, I don't him. think. I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying that there were different circumstances between the two, and Zach Sealer got paid, and he did not coast at any point in the year. And it just seems like it's, it's it just seems like the even the very idea is beyond him, you know. And um and so I think that him probably more than anybody else, you know. Um, Bradley Chubb before he got hurt, you know, and, and I know that he's had an injury history, so I'm not, I'm not feeling great about him because of the injury history, but in terms of, uh, in terms of attitude and, and, you know, player to build around and stuff like that, like, you know, he, that was, he, he's been a really, he, yeah, he, he'll have, a, um, an occasional overly emotional moment. Uh, we all do. And. And and I get that, but I, I think that that was a good one. Uh, Deshaun Elliott, I think that the secondary lost something in terms of their coverage coordination whenever he was out. Um, and uh, and I, I think that it kind of showed how important he is back there. Um, I'm not even sure about Jalen Ramsey because there were some things that kind of threw me off a little bit toward the end of the year about you know, when, when it started to become a big narrative, Oh, are you going to have Jalen Ramsey travel with so-and-so and, and, and clearly he wanted that, but, but for, okay. But if you're, if you're putting yourself in position of like wanting that and, um, and, you know, I'm going to shut down this guy, you know, my hand, myself and stuff like that, you know, don't get, don't, don't get, don't get beat by, by Brandon cooks in the end zone for the touchdown. Don't get beat by <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, and and he really there were there were a couple of games at the end of the year. I don't think he really had a great game, um, during these moments when when we're blow, kind of blowing it. So so I'm not I'm not even going to put him there. I'm, I think Deshaun Elliott. I think uh, Zach Sealer. Uh, you know what I like about David Long? You brought his name up. Is the fact that things looked really bad for him at the beginning of the year. They did. He he was new to the the defense. I don't think he was getting it. He was a liability on a lot of that tape at the beginning of the year. He just kept working at it and kept getting better and better. And by the end of the year, he was just consistently one of the better you know elements on the on the the defense. And I really like that in a player. I, I'll, that that's a player that you know did work through the adversity, so to speak. Um, and so I, I think on defense, those guys definitely, uh, stood out to me. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know about anybody else. I mean, of course we all love Jalen Phillips and, you know, and, and Andrew Van Yankel and, and stuff like that. I'm just, the, those guys kind of stood out on offense. Uh, I'm with you in that, like, I could be convinced on anything. Yeah. I could be convinced to go any, any direction. In fact, you know, Simon's going to come on and I know what he's, I know what he's, he is going to say about Tua and already saying about him. And, and like, listen, if you, if you think Tua's is not it, all right, pitch me, right. <laughs> you know, pitch me. 
pitch me on what we're doing here. Uh, are we going after Kirk Cousins? You can convince me. <laughs> you, or at least you could try to convince me. Uh, you, you know, you can try and commit, convince me of anything on offense. Um, if you want to change the whole structure of what they're doing, I could be convinced because I think that their approach, there are some serious issues with their approach right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hard to give one out to anybody on offense. And, um, and I, but the, the one that I, the one that I know, I mean, I would, if Raheem Mostert weren't 31 years old, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like from, from the standpoint of character and performance, Raheem Mostert's my, would be my guy. Right. Yeah. Um, but he's an older running back and that is, that is, that is about the biggest, like, that is about the biggest uh, no no in the NFL right now, apparently. Mm. Um, otherwise, Devon Achan, I, all I know is that he deserves to be somewhere on that offense and deserves to be used a lot um, or needs to be if, if you want to win. Uh, I just, I'm still not unclear on whether that needs to be running back or whether he needs to make a move to wide receiver. Uh, I'm going to be honest about it. Uh, and then the other one, you know, Tyreek Hill. Love Tyreek Hill. Think he's the MVP of the offense. Offense. I think that um, you know he's a culture changer. Uh, but at the same time, you know there were some big games he, where he was also kind of screwing up in those big games. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and so you know that's that's sort of like he was he was a creature of what he was inside of what was happening, not 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 outside of it. You know what I mean? Like he was not um, out, you know, totally uh, separate from what was happening at the end of the year. Tua was not separate from what was happening at the end of the year. He was part of it, you know. Um, So, you know, other than other than that, you know, between Raheem Mostert, Devon Achan, um, uh, uh, to some degree Tyreek Hill, but with the caveat that I just said, it's tough. It's tough on on offense. What I know is that if they're keeping this approach. Where they're going to keep this this sort of um, off way that they're using the wide receivers, the running backs, and the quarterback to sort of bail out the offensive line because that is the game plan every week. Um, then they'd better they'd better continue plowing money into that into those positions. They'd better or plowing money and ideas into those positions. They're going to have to plow give money to to Jalen Waddle. You know, they're going to have to give money to Tua Tunga Valoa um, because without him, all of the wheels fall off uh, in a way that I don't think Dolphins fans are really prepared to have to deal with again <laughs> um, because I think we've already gotten spoiled. Yeah, and, and I think this uh, is a, this is for a later show, but if Teron Armstead does retire, I would not mind using his money on the interior offensive line. Yeah, I, well, and, and there's something to be said for that. There's something to be said for to a, the quarterback in particular gets the most nervous when he can't trust that that interior group, and he couldn't this year. And um, and so, you know, look at how differently the Chiefs are built versus the Dolphins. The Chiefs had their own issues on offensive line for sure mm-hmm. this year. But they're on the tackle spots. And meanwhile, they've got that really strong interior. Yeah. And um, and so they were able to they were able to to do what they needed to do in that game. And the Miami Dolphins were not. And um, and so, yeah, there's, you know, 
draft, whether it's Cedric Van Pran uh, of of Georgia, the the center there, I really like him, or um, you know whatever. Uh, build that interior line is an issue. If they're going to keep giving the, the offensive tackles as much help as they give them every single game, which is the most in the league by far, the most of the last decade, I think, they give them the easiest job of any offense has given their offensive tackles and their offensive line in general and pass protection over the last decade. Um, they don't really set them up to have to pass protect in the way that you normally think of when you're talking about offensive linemen and that's on purpose. And if they're going to keep that approach, well, that's a different conversation. I don't understand why you pay $13 million for the right tackle. That's part of that, you know? So Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. And we're going to be, we're going to talk about that in the coming weeks and months leading up to their free agency period. And of course, the the combine is in February, but the, their free agency period in March, which is going to be one of the biggest in team history, um, as it seems like Chris Greer is trying to run it back with a semblance of what he has right now. But I think he's going to have to give some guys some some harsh truths. Yeah, and, th- and there's going to be some guys. You know, and I, I'm a huge fan of Robert Hunt, but I think he's one of them. And we're going to talk about all of this beginning on Thursday. But, you know, Robert Hunt's one of these guys that I think he's going to show up somewhere. I don't know if he'll, he's going to sign before he hits free agency, but he could show up somewhere and be met with an 8 million APA, APY and be absolutely shocked at what his market is out there. Because sometimes the stink transfers to, to other players. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's that's a fair. Yeah, that's but I think he's important. Fair. I think he's important, and we'll begin talking about that on on Thursday. Uh, I consider him to his blind side, like that. You know, you know, everybody has their blind side tackle. Yeah, yeah, I consider Robert Robert Hunt his blind side tackle. You know, except he plays right guard. You know, but we will get into it. What a disappointing season. We ended it with our good guys, and neither of us found it within ourselves to give you a guy on offense. So that tells you all you need to know. We'll talk to you later this week. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.